Now to some sad news. Um, Julian Assange has lost his final appeal to the High Court in the UK against his extradition to the United States. In a three-page judgment handed down on Tuesday the 6th of June, UK High Court Judge Jonathan Swift rejected all eight grounds of Assange's appeal against the US's extradition order, signed by then UK Home Secretary Priti Patel in June 2022. As outlined by Ben Doherty in his Guardian article, Assange's appeal argued that Patel, as Home Secretary, erred in her decision to approve the extradition order because the request violated the US-UK extradition treaty, which explicitly states extradition shall not be granted if the offence for which extradition is requested is a political offence. Julian's legal team has maintained that the US desire to extradite and place Julian on trial is politically motivated. No kidding. So what does this mean for Julian, an Australian citizen? Well, he may have lost his final appeal, but his legal team have already submitted an emergency appeal of 20 summary pages to a panel of two judges who will convene one last public hearing. The judges have six weeks to assess legitimacy of this appeal, during which time they can pass down their ruling with no advance notice. This is important as it means that hypothetically, Julian could literally be on the tarmac at an airport about to be forced onto a plane to the United States as the ruling is announced. Thus, his legal team will not be able to exhaust their final hope, which is an appeal to the European Court of Human Rights. Now, I don't know how successful this appeal will be given that the United States is listed only as an observer state, not a signatory. And while the United Kingdom has both signed and ratified the European Convention of Human Rights, Given Brexit and the obvious desire of the UK to get rid of Julian, I think that the scenario I outlined above is highly likely. That is, they move Julian first, then they announce the verdict. Either way, we will know Julian's fate in the next few weeks. What can I say here? Julian is an Australian citizen being held in a prison in the United Kingdom whose politicians and judges are deciding whether to extradite him to the United States, a country he has never been a citizen of, on charges of treason, again, against a state he is not a citizen. Even Julian's controversial website, WikiLeaks, is not based, nor is it a registered business in the United States or any of its territories. Yet if convicted in the United States, Julian faces a combined total sentence of up to 175 years in prison. As one commentator put it, if they can get him, they will get us all at some point. On a personal note, as a new and recently censored content creator, Julian's case is deeply concerning for me as I've already been found guilty of wrong speak by both TikTok and YouTube and subsequently had my business, which was exceeding all early expectations, absolutely destroyed. While I'm very happy with my new home here on free speech platform Rumble, my recent censure has made me acutely aware of what those in power are capable of. If the US gets away with extraditing and imprisoning Julian, it will signal to every country on the planet that they too can get away with torturing, imprisoning and murdering journalists with complete immunity. 
Indeed, this attitude has already started to spread. For example, consider the global non-action towards Saudi Arabia, who literally killed and dismembered Jamal Khashoggi, a Washington Post journalist, in its embassy in Turkey in 2018. And while Joe Biden claimed in his presidential campaign that he would make Saudi Arabia a pariah, once in office, it wasn't long before he was fist-pumping the Saudi prince responsible for ordering Jamal's killing in yet another humiliating backflip for the Biden administration. More recently, in May 2022, Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu Akleh was shot dead in the West Bank by the Israeli military. At the time that Shireen was shot in the head, there were no active persons of interest in the immediate vicinity of Shireen or her camera person leading Al Jazeera to make the extraordinary claim that Shireen, a vocal critic of Israel, was deliberately killed in a targeted assassination. And I believe the evidence clearly suggests that this is the case. Yet there has been no apology or conviction of the person or persons responsible for the execution of a non-combatant, non-military, innocent civilian in an, era, in an area which is technically not even considered an active war zone. If Julian is convicted, I have no doubt that the number of journalists killed, deplatformed and fired globally will only increase, which will create a pure utopia for those in power and their rich masters, as none of them will ever be questioned nor have their feet held to the fire. As love us or hate us, the job of a journalist, a real journalist, is to hold those in power accountable, which is exactly what Julian did. Julian highlighted the many war crimes of the United States, including the execution of Rauder's reporters and innocent men by U.S. forces illegally occupying Iraq. I mean, how dare anyone suggest that the Americans are actually the bad guys? Let me show you just a small sample of what Julian exposed. And a warning here, this footage is very disturbing. For more than two and a half years, the wire service Reuters has been trying to find out what happened to their two staff members on this street in the suburb of New Baghdad. WikiLeaks says this is what happened. Yep, he's got a weapon too. Hotel 26, Crazy Horse 18, have five to six individuals with AK 47. The voice on the tape, presumably a member of the military, says there has been shooting in the area and receives permission to open fire. When people are labelled as insurgents, um, are they really insurgents? It, it seems to be the case that, uh, from, we, from the scenes in this video, that any person that is not a man, uh, and sometimes not a woman, uh, is by default labelled as an insurgent. Light them all up. Come on, fire! From a distance, you hear the voices on the tape watch as the wounded try to crawl to help, but when help arrives... Come on, let us shoot! You're engaged! 1-8, engaged, clear. Come on! Clear. Oh yeah, look at that, right through the windshield. <laughs> In this video, I think you see the corruption of pilots and the military by war itself. 
in particular by modern nature of aerial warfare. So you see these young pilots acting like they're playing video games, only the high scores they are getting are with real human lives. We call frequency. Yeah, I just drove over a body. <laughs> Even from high above, the harsh reality becomes evident as the troops that arrive find two children wounded. You see them carry their small bodies and call for help. Hey, uh, I need to get the, rat, the brass to drop rats. I got a wounded girl. We need to take the rest of my The response on the tape. Oh, it's their fault for bringing their kids to a battle. That's right. Patty Colhane, Al Jazeera, Washington. In addition to leaking evidence of U.S. war crimes, WikiLeaks also released details of the CIA's Vault 7 program, which highlighted the tools the CIA uses to monitor U.S. citizens, their own citizens, phones, cars, and televisions, etc. Julian and WikiLeaks also leaked Hillary Clinton's emails in the final weeks of her campaign to become president against Donald Trump in 2016, and multiple sources confirm that Hillary believes that this is the reason she lost. And that's what this is all about. It's about sending a loud and clear warning. If you fuck with the deep state and embarrass powerful people, you will suffer. As U.S. Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer famously warned Donald Trump, if you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways to Sunday to get back at you. Check it out. But he's, he's taking these shots, this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence Let me tell community. You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were motivated I don't know, to? but I, from what I am told, they are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them. And what was true for Donald Trump is also clearly true for Julian, who is the sacrificial lamb being held up to the world as a reminder of what happens to those who dare to question or challenge the rich, powerful, and politically connected. Keeping that in mind, I think it's important to correct a couple of pieces of corporate media propaganda that continues to circulate around Julian. Firstly, contrary to the claims of the US government, not a single person was compromised or killed due to the revelations made by WikiLeaks. Julian and his team at WikiLeaks carefully redacted any identifying material. And in fact, Julian did his best to stop corporate journalists from dangerously data dumping into their publications. However, at least one corporate journalist at The Guardian did release potentially compromising material. However, unlike Julian, he's never seen the inside of a prison cell. Secondly, as already mentioned, key elements of each of Julian's and WikiLeaks stories have been replicated or sourced for stories in The Guardian, The New York Times, Le Mans in France, Der Spiegel in Germany, and El Pas in Spain. Thirdly, these institutions and many others now support the release of Julian. Perhaps a decade too late, however better late than never. I'll link to the letter of support in the description below. Next is the accusation that Julian Assange raped two women in Sweden. This charge was not only dropped by Swedish authorities, but also completely debunked by the former United Nations Special Repertoire on Torture, Nils Meltzer, in 2020. And finally, what Julian did at WikiLeaks was not illegal. 
journalists have always used whistleblowers and leaked documents as sources and continue to do so today because traditionally our job was to hold the powerful to account. Although most journalists now working at mainstream corporate media outlets are simply the propaganda arm of the government, the military industrial complex, big pharma, big food, the tech giants, and the old establishment elites, which is why across the world people's trust in the media is currently at unprecedented low levels. If extradited, Julian will most likely end up at the US military base in Virginia, where Chelsea Manning and other whistleblowers have been tried, convicted and imprisoned in secrecy over the years in a blatant violation of international human rights. As has been the tradition, this military court will most likely be closed to the public, including journalists, and all court transcripts will be classified. Julian's fate will rest with some of the most hardened, pro-US military legal officials on the planet. This story should be front page news in Australia. I mean, a foreign government has detained an Australian citizen for over a decade, four years of which have been in solitary confinement on trumped up charges of breaching bail and hacking. And now that foreign government is about to hand our Australian citizen over to another foreign government to potentially lock up for 175 years. And the government they're handing Julian over to attempted to assassinate him in 2017 while he was exiled inside the Ecuadorian embassy in London under the orders of then CIA director Mike Pompeo, who is currently running for the Republican nomination for president in 2024. Given this and everything else I've outlined thus far, it is highly unlikely that Julian will receive a fair trial, yet the mainstream Australian media remains largely silent on the issue. Further, to date, no Australian leader has had the guts to stand up to their masters in Washington and demand Julian's immediate release. In fact, the Australian response across various administrations on both sides of the political aisle has been defined by cowardice. Indeed, nothing highlights Australia's complete submission to Uncle Sam quite like the Julian Assange case. I've included a link to the newchange.org petition where you can join over 775,000 people in signing a petition demanding Julian's release. You can also donate as little as $8 towards Julian's legal costs. Gabriel Shipton, Julian's brother, has also suggested that we all contact our local MPs and demand that they speak up on Julian's behalf. It's highly unlikely, but definitely worth a shot. I will close this report with a quote from Thomas E. Woods, Jr. Unchecked power is an invitation to tyranny. Keep in mind that tyranny we're potentially heading towards is not complete anarchy, but rather a techno-authoritarianism which will require complete conformity and compliance. Otherwise, we'll all end up just like Julian, Shireen, or Jamal. So please join me and my community here on Rumble, Substack, and Twitter. And let's start pushing back against these monsters and create a better, freer world. <laughs> <laughs>